Welcome to the Consummate Athlete Podcast, where our goal is to help you find health and community through movement. I'm Molly Herford, a writer, coach, and yoga teacher. And I'm Peter Glassford, an endurance coach and kinesiologist. Every week, we're talking to athletes and experts who can help you lead your best active, adventurous life. Whether you're a gravel racer, a marathon runner, or you just got out on your first bike ride yesterday, we're here cheering you on. You can also visit us online at consummateathlete.com for coaching information and training tips, nutrition advice, yoga flows, bike skills, and more. And now, let's get into this week's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to our special edition Consummate Athlete Podcasts, Mother's Day 2021 editions. And today's episode is with Lori Netescu, who you might remember from past episodes of this podcast. You might follow her on Instagram at Hungry for Results. Uh, she is a registered dietitian and an elite cyclist and runner. And today's episode is brought to you by Inside Tracker. And you can visit InsideTracker.com slash consummate to get 25% off. And that's all awesome blood, DNA, fitness tracker testing. So you can really sort of hone in on what what your body is is looking like on the inside. Excellent way to get a good snapshot of where you're at. So this is one of three short episodes. We're doing special uh, Mother's Day episodes. And we're visiting with three mothers or mothers-to-be in this case. Uh, who are just at different phases of motherhood. So this is really interesting just to see different people, different mothers, different kids, different you know places they live, but then also at different phases of this motherhood journey. Yes, and for Lori, so when we recorded this a few weeks ago, she was a little further out, but now she's actually due pretty much in the next couple of weeks here. So very exciting time for her, very busy time for her. Uh, so it was cool to, you know, actually chat with someone while they're going through pregnancy. I think, you know, we talked with Sonia and with Catherine in the other two episodes sort of about the first year with the baby and first month with the baby. Um, but I thought, you know, there's a lot of women who are out there that take their athletic career very seriously, whether we're talking recreational, amateur or professional. Uh, so I think it is, you know, really interesting and important to to dive into the what pregnancy is like while we're in it, not just, you know, sort of the the coming out of it and like getting back to, to racing. I mean, Lori's been active the entire time. She's, you know, she admits she's been very lucky with it. Um, but it was just, you know, it was really interesting to kind of talk through what it what it's looked like for her and sort of what she's looking forward to and how it's how it's changed her like approach to, you know, her elite racing career. And I think the other two women we've had on are very, you know, on social media and do that. And they did a good job, I thought, of sharing just that, you know, this phase that uh, Lori's going through this, you know, the baby bump and the, you know, getting towards pregnancy, right? Like they, they, I thought they did a good job of putting it out there, just like what it looked like, what it was like. Yes. Although uh, you have to go back and listen to the Catherine episode, everyone, if you haven't already, because it is really funny as she talks through uh, the first few months of pregnancy where you're not putting it on social yet, but you know, and you're, you know, your body feels the worst in the first trimester for most women. Um, but that's the time when you're still not telling anyone. So it's a very weird thing for someone who's, you know, pretty prominent on, on social media as an athlete. So it's, it's interesting to kind of, to hear from all three of them about that. For sure. But Let's let's let Lori talk about it. Enjoy this episode with Lori Netescu. Make sure you check out all three episodes and head over to consummateathlete.com for the show notes. Enjoy. Lori, welcome back to the Consummate Athlete Podcast. I'm so excited to, to get to talk to you in this very different time of your life. Yeah, thanks. I remember the last time we were together in person was like so long ago over 
pancake breakfast in Tucson. And that seems like such a distant memory, but I'm so glad we can connect now. And you're right. Things are a bit different now. Yes. I have very fond memories of you just having the world's best nails when we got breakfast. I know that's (laughs) a really specific memory, but they were just so like bright and beachy and which makes sense given that you're in sunshine in Florida now. So uh, yeah, let's let's maybe just kind of start with uh, the, the big uh, elephant in the room here of what exactly is different since we last met? Yeah. Well, I am pregnant, like currently very pregnant, seven <laughs> months in. So that is a huge change and a huge difference in like overall lifestyle, but obviously trading and cycling um, is a little different now. Yes, but you are still still out there still doing it, which is, it's been so cool to see. Um, I mean, let's just kind of talk about the, the obvious, just like how has it felt sort of training through this? What have the like uh, major sort of ups and downs been, or has it all just kind of been a gradual progression? Um, it has not been a progression. I think that's what I, my, that was definitely my assumption going into it is like, okay, first trimester, it'll be like, no problem. And then as I get closer on, it'll be like wearing off, you know, and I'll have to decrease and everything. No, it has been 100% a roller coaster of listening to my body some like pretty early on around like week eight or nine. I was feeling so fatigued and so tired and everything just kind of slowed and then you get an energy burst and then so it has been up and down um and then with how your body feels as well so once you get through like the energy and the hormones it is on the bike when you have this giant like bump protruding from your stomach (laughs) it's awkward like it is so you know I have 10 weeks left and I'm at the point now where I'm like fully showing there's no getting around it I am very happy I can still zip a kit up so I figure if I can zip the kit I can get on the bike Um, and I've had to this week make a modification of flipping my stem so I'm more upright you know I feel like my my knees are just going out just slightly. Mm-hmm. Uh, my hands get a little more tired because I can't engage my core as much. So now I'm definitely like, even though I'm feeling good enough and healthy enough to be like pedaling and out there, I wouldn't say that it's crazy trading. It's just maintaining sanity and feels great to still be, you know, doing a 90 minute ride And the positioning is definitely like the biggest thing that comes later on is just kind of managing that, keeping your body comfortable as you ride. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, as as a professional athlete, right, like you've been a pro road cyclist, you've been, you know, really serious, I'm going to say elite runner, uh, a very elite runner, actually. Uh, I mean, typically you're used to a pretty strict training plan and schedule and stuff. And now it sounds like you're, you're trying to figure out how to just listen to your body and give it what it needs. How was that adjustment for you? Again, it was really surprising because I had that assumption of like, I'd be totally fine in the first trimester. Like it wouldn't really change much. And I was still running about 60 miles a week through the entire first trimester. Hmm. Um, And it felt good, but my pace definitely slowed like by a minute per mile, you know, and that felt really hard at first, like give into that. But then it just got to this point where like, you just have to understand that there's not much you can do about it. Like your, your body's going through a lot. There's a lot happening. Everything feels a bit different. Um, So 
I think I was tracking, you know, fitness and making more specific notes in a journal um, and my training log until probably about week 10. And then I really just gave up on that because <laughs> mentally it was, it was just too much. And I was like, I can't keep assuming that I'm going to be able to keep up these numbers and, you know, get frustrated at them because I just have to be happy that I'm doing it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm putting in 60 miles with some riding. Um, and now currently in the third trimester, I had to stop running because of some sciatic pain. Like I have the pregnancy waddle down, <laughs> which is totally a thing. <laughs> so like running isn't happening, but I've been doing some hiking and I've been on the bike, which still feels great. Um, but I'm not, you know, I can't sit there and look at my power or my heart rate. It's just going to feel and feeling really confident that you're that I'm being healthy and giving, you know, the baby what it needs, not overdoing it. Um, and just kind of listening to my body. Some days I can get out and do, you know, 50 some miles and at a pretty decent pace. And other days it's like, Oh, I rode for an hour at 15 miles per hour. And that's what I had. That's mm-hmm. it. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, so this is this is kind of an interesting thing, especially for you, like you, you do a lot on social media, it's where you know, a, a good chunk of your your business and how you're telling people about what it is that you do and sharing all this stuff is. Uh, so I mean, first, uh, dealing with sort of before everyone knew you were pregnant, how did that feel like just not being able to be like, Oh, my pace is slowing down, but I can't explain why. Uh, and then how, how was it, uh, you know, still continuing to be a, a now very pregnant elite athlete who's still training? I imagine everyone has thoughts and feelings for you. Yeah, I think the biggest part of pregnancy is there are a lot of assumptions and comments and you know, part of that is totally understandable. It's a weird, unique situation, and everyone is a little bit different. Everyone has a different pregnancy. So there are things that I feel comfortable asking or answering and sharing. And then there are some questions that get a little judgy. You know, sometimes it's, oh, do you think that's safe? And, you know, you have to remember that social media. I feel like if you're asking that, you're not asking a question. Well, see, that's the thing. Yeah. And I am, and I want to say this, like to to your whole audience, like, feel free to ask questions. Try not to like preface them with the judgy statement of, (laughs) don't you think that? Or shouldn't you not? Like, you know, because the conversation's great. And I get that there are questions and concerns and whatever. But yeah, leave the judgment out of it. You know, I am mostly riding alone or with my husband, who's a really stable wheel. I am not riding in groups. You know, I'm not racing. Um, So there are definitely things that I feel like would not be safe. But that doesn't mean for your situation, you know, it might be different. Um, So I think, you know, in the beginning when I wasn't sharing, because we didn't tell anyone, not even our parents, nothing until after the first trimester. Mm -hmm. seemed like forever it seemed like such a big heavy secret and even though I look back now and I'm like oh I was I put on like five to ten pounds like you can't even tell at the time I felt like oh I can't take a picture of myself I'm huge you know or (laughs) I can't share like my breakfast because I'm not having any coffee with it or little things like that and you know some people definitely were picking up on these things Um, but it, it is hard it's hard to keep secrets on social and um and now when I'm showing it I'm like oh my gosh I'm showing my bump so much this is ridiculous this is not like a a pregnancy you know exclusive 
um, social media account. But at the same time, it's like, it's unavoidable. It's there. It is mm-hmm. in full force. Like, it is, yeah, it's it's the current topic. So it's kind of fun, though, to switch gears and be talking about something different. Although I will say, like, as, as a non-pregnant athlete, I appreciate that you haven't shifted entirely into that. You are still sharing a ton of really valuable stuff that is just, like athlete nutrition, not necessarily all pregnant athlete nutrition. So thank you for continuing to, yeah, to help absolutely. us. Because I mean, that's, that's a big part of it. I'm still a sports nutritionist. I'm not just like, oh, I'm going to be pregnant forever. Like this is a temporary thing. And it's fun to share. It's fun to be able to motivate other women. I think that's such a huge part of it is, you know, some female athletes are really afraid when it comes to fitness and there are a lot of opinions so being able to show that like you can still do this at whatever level is right for you and you know it is healthy all the research I've done so much research I just finished my second master's degree and my final project was all about fitness and pregnancy so convenient I convenient dive. yeah I, have, <laughs> I like picked that topic I'm like I'm doing this and it was great because I really got to do some heavy research on the topic um, and it's positive like as long as you're not going too hard and you're not putting yourself in unsafe positions or you know risky situations you're not ramping up the intensity like exercise equals great maternal and fetal outcomes so Mm -hmm. you know go for it so to be able to show that and say like hey yep I'm more upright now but I can still get on the bike and ride I think that shows you know it's it's very motivating for people and I definitely want to encourage women that pregnancy doesn't have to mean like you're not an athlete anymore or you'll never be an athlete again because I fully expect to be a really good athlete once my body recovers from the birthing process yes ah I love it Um, And actually, I mean, you kind of touched on this and one of your recent Instagram posts even kind of talks about uh, this idea of, uh, I guess, body image and the athlete. Your your one post is stop worrying about looking like an athlete, start focusing on performing like one, which I absolutely loved. Um, But I mean, you mentioned that like first five to 10 pounds and like feeling like it was going to be really obvious that you were pregnant if someone saw like, how has how has being pregnant like shifted your body image? Has it has it changed it at all? I want to say that it is so important to understand that you can you can have all the feelings. So you can feel like, oh, this is a bummer. I've put on so much weight. This feels awkward. And at the same time, know that it is 100% healthy and good for you and where you're supposed to be. And that's okay. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird to just rapidly kind of uncontrollably I mean you have a little bit of control but a lot less control than I expected (laughs) throughout the pregnancy like things just happen there's water weight there's hormones and I gained a lot more than I expected in the first trimester and yeah it felt hard it felt hard to like instantly buy new clothes in a size up and then a couple weeks later like not fit into those anymore so (laughs) it's a hard transition but it's also like my body's doing something so amazing and I think it felt a lot better and a lot more like I had a lot more confidence with it once I started to feel like I actually looked pregnant you know right the bump started to really show and now it's like I am obviously pregnant I don't mind wearing like showing the bump and it's fine it's good I mean that's what I where I am and what I'm doing and the weight will come off like this is temporary 
there will be time to recover and get the body back into shape. And that will 100% happen. Right now is about giving my body what it needs. And sometimes that's some extra food and some rest. And so be it if that's another pound on the scale, like it's not really a big deal. So yeah, I think just kind of mentally, again, just stepping away from those numbers, letting yourself have a little less control and appreciating what your body is going through. um, That's going to make the huge difference. Awesome. Um, And you you mentioned kind of doing all of these deep dives into research. Was there anything that you found that you were actually really surprised by or anything that you thought was like super cool that you didn't know about? I mean, I imagine there was a lot of stuff that was super cool that you maybe didn't necessarily know about, but anything stands out? Yeah. Well, I mean, I went through it in a looking at fitness and how to come out of a pregnancy as being looking at pregnancy as like a training event, right? So it is like its own athletic event, which I think is a really cool way to view it, you know? And I found this one super interesting study that had a graph of the metabolic response to different workouts from like an 800 meter to a marathon to ride across America um, and then pregnancy. And pregnancy was like way out. It's 270 days where your metabolic rate is over twice its normal basal metabolic rate. That is like the most extreme endurance event than any of those other ones because they last so much shorter. Like they might have a little bit of a higher um, metabolic rate increase, but they're so much shorter in comparison than 270 days where your body utilizes an extra minimum of 70,000 calories. Like that's huge. So I think when you look at those numbers, it's like so fascinating and so fun to appreciate like what this is doing inside of you and the fact that it can totally make you a stronger athlete when you come out of this. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, And I mean, speaking of coming out of this, you're going to be giving birth sort of right towards the end of May. So kind of almost beginning of of the summer road season, some might even say. Uh, <laughs> do you have any thoughts on on getting back to to racing or training, or are you kind of like, are are you backing off and planning on just seeing how it goes? A little bit of both. I think it's it's really motivating to see some of the races um, announced dates coming up. Like Hila just announced their date um, in October, and I'm like looking forward to that. It's something to have on the calendar. But I fully know that the process of giving birth is variable and I need to give my body some time off to recover from that. So there's definitely this time of, okay, the first month or two, we're going to see how it goes. We're going to see how much recovery I need, how you know easy or difficult of a labor it was. And then, yes, I would definitely like to, and I think it's very important to have that kind of distant goal um, of getting back to it. And, and hopefully that'll happen for this season, um, if not for next season. Um, but yeah, it's definitely on my mind to get back at it after I'm like, once I'm ready to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, awesome. And in terms of your, your regular, what you've been up to, I mean, what's, what is new and exciting as far as like the world of the, the, the RD life? Is there anything that you're particularly stoked on just in general sports nutrition sphere of things? Well, I just attended this um, virtual conference, which was really fun. There were so many different topics on sports nutrition. Um, and some of, I think, 
a big topic right now is protein and timing and types. Ooh. And I think we have as athletes, this view of protein as just protein, right? It doesn't matter. Just get it in. And that's so not true. Like, so we're kind of moving, not that we're moving away from carbohydrates. Those are still absolutely like king of sports performance, but utilizing protein and more of that timing role of collagen coming before your training um, and then whey protein or like a pea protein if you're not doing animals coming after training and there's and then a casein coming at night for like overnight muscle synthesis so there's so many different ways that research is showing us that these different types of proteins are digested and utilized in the body to influence different um, targets and different goals at different times so I think that everyone should stay tuned for a lot more information on protein timing and that's going to be a really fascinating subject coming up Oh, that is so interesting. And it's the the collagen in particular is like very interesting to me because I feel like it it never really gets listed among like protein powders or like as a protein source, but I think it it's super interesting with that. Yeah, and it's such a trendy thing. I feel like it's one that, you know, you can walk into any like trendy all-day cafe and get your collagen latte, but it's not something that athletes have fully like jumped on board with mm -hmm. and this new research is showing us that if you're taking collagen before your workout like an hour 45 minutes to an hour before it is helping your muscles throughout that workout so that's awesome you know that's just more reason to like stir some into your oats or your coffee you know latte before your workout get that caffeine and that collagen boost on mm -hmm. and then afterwards you know go for that a different type of protein to help the recovery side of things oh i love that actually one of my favorite things to do is coffee with like a little bit of nutmeg a little bit of cinnamon and like a scoop of collagen it makes it so creamy and delicious and i feel like peter is just like grumbling at me right now because he's like cinnamon and <laughs> nutmeg and coffee like Ugh. but it's so good oh my god <laughs> my morning latte has like 20 ingredients in it my husband makes fun of me all the time we have a nice espresso machine and lately i've been doing decaf but i still like it's got the milk it's got cayenne and cardamom and maple and Ooh. collagen and i'm just like mixing this like whole it's like a smoothie with espresso and, and steamed milk basically but it's delicious and now I can legit back it up with research that it's healthy in my morning workout nice nice actually which which do you miss more cocktail or coffee oh gosh that's been like the biggest struggle right <laughs> part, of, part of pregnancy um, at first yeah they both were really difficult um the coffee was a bit harder I would say overall to give up um, now happily in the third trimester, I'm doing a little bit more within, you know, still within the guidelines, but I, mm -hmm. I really gave it up completely during the first trimester, just trying to be as safe and cautious as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was really tough because I'm a coffee lover, but it was also then turned into a fun experiment to find some nice decaf, which I totally did. Um, so now I think I'll always stick to a little bit of a decaf blend here and there because drinking coffee at 5 p.m., is nice and I can because yeah. I'm like it's decaf it's okay yes oh I love it you'll have to have you found any brands of decaf that you really like this is a, a constant struggle for us yeah um spy house has one um I can't think of the name of the decaf blend but spy house decaf um and they're out of Minneapolis so that's kind of fun local to me oh, nice. and then Huck, huckleberry out of Denver 
has a skeleton key decaf, and that is also amazing. Ooh, excellent. And I know we have very similar espresso machines, so I'm, I'm taking notes here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. And then I, I think the last thing I actually want to ask is just uh, any tip. This is like a really like weird question maybe, but like any tips as far as like the athletic clothing that goes well with pregnancy? Like yes. I know you can still zip That's up your, your jersey, but I imagine it must be, uh, <laughs> must be tough. It's getting, it's getting hard. I think in the beginning, don't feel bad about sizing up, like just order the leggings that are in a size up. I found suspender leggings Ooh. were really awesome for running, you know, in the first and second trimester, um, because they just hold the, the legs up you're not slipping down and then in now in the third um bike shorts have been a problem so I'm currently riding mostly in a tri suit that's a, like a larger <laughs> size which is really comfortable it's been so comfy um because there's no, not a lot of pressure right on the stomach because it's like all one piece there is a company um Veloline that's doing a maternity kit it doesn't come out until May, so I'm really jealous that I won't be able to, like, wear that. But anyone who will be pregnant after that, I would say, like, definitely invest in something like that because it is a challenge and it's kind of that hard part of you don't want to buy a million things, but also you have to because you're working out still. You have to feel good. Do not try to cram yourself, cram your new body shape into the spandex you used to wear it is 100% not worth it <laughs> amazing 100% agree and I think that I agree with that for even non-pregnancy situations like if you're just getting back after like a year off like if you don't fit in your sports bra or your sports bra is making it hard to breathe just size up it's fine. Yeah, absolutely. It's fine. Nobody knows. Nobody's yeah. like looking at the size of your sports bra when you post a photo or when you like upload your run on Strava. No. Do what feels good for your body. It's going to pay off for you. Yes. Oh, amazing. Oh, I'm so excited for you. Um, before we go, just tell everyone where they can find you and follow along with this very exciting adventure, but also get all of the sports nutrition info. Yeah, come follow me on Instagram at Hungry for Results, and then you can go over to the website, HungryForResults.com. Thanks so much for tuning into the Consummate Athlete Podcast. If you enjoyed this or any of our past episodes, do us a solid and leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts, and check out our book, Becoming a Consummate Athlete, over at ConsummateAthlete.com. Questions or comments? Find us over on Instagram at ConsummateAthlete, and we will see you next week.